Thanks for listening to Shellheads. Stick around for our breakdown of Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 3. If you like what you hear, be sure to subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, or your favorite podcatcher. We've got lots of exciting episodes yet to come. Enjoy the show. Welcome to a brand new episode of Shellheads, a TMNT podcast. We are your hosts, Sergio and Jeff. Uh, we're coming off one of our favorite episodes. Uh, the last one we did was the Fan Fiction Fest. It was a feast. It was yes, it was a feast, a and feast. and I'm really thinking about doing it again next year. Ooh. Uh, so so hopefully we can do Fan Fiction Fest too, uh, because that was a lot of fun. Fan Fiction Fest feast. Fan Fiction feast. Yeah, fan feast. Feast feast. With some feisty stuff. Feist. The feist. Jawohl. Moving on. <laughs> uh, I've had too much of the sugar. <laughs> we, today, are tackling one of the many T movies. Uh, so far, we've talked about the first movie. We talked about the second movie. We talked about Batman versus T. Today, we're talking about Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 3. The oft-forgotten third film in the original franchise. Mm-hmm. And I saw this as a child. I'm assuming you did as well. In theaters. Yeah, yeah of course I saw it in theaters yeah. as well. Uh, and I'm not going to say this movie was ahead of its time, because it wasn't. I just don't think it was appropriately made. In that, what the movie is, is like a crossover between Turtles and a Japanese story Mm -hmm. that I don't think the 90s could appreciate. I'll give you that. It's a a period piece that's out of time. It's it's weird. Mm -hmm. It's weird. Um, But we're going to go over the entire thing, start to finish. Uh, We're going to talk about our opinions on it, the characters in it, the story, the costumes. Basically, the entire thing. Uh, and I, I, I'm looking in front of you. You have a you have a, a long list of notes. Ish. Uh, I also have. You have more notes. Than I have I more do. notes, but mine are less, like, less legible. Yeah. Yeah, I have terrible well, handwriting. Well, I do too with this pen. But you know. I, I have terrible handwriting with this hand. Oh. So. Have you tried the other one? Yes, it's worse. Oh. Not an ambidextrous mm, note. N- no. No. Am, am, yeah, uh, right. So. Do you want to do you want to start with your notes or do you want me to start with my notes or do you have anything you want to say up top? I think we can like kind of like go in between. Okay. Okay. Um, my notes are pretty much chronological. Okay. Pretty mine much. Are, mine are more of a <laughs> like uh kids in a candy store. They're everywhere. <laughs> they got all the hands and all the different jars. All right. All right. All right. Well, my first note is literally the first shot of the movie. That is a sweet rising sun opening. It is a beautiful, beautiful opening. I don't know how they filmed it. I don't know how they pulled it off. I don't understand it, but it was beautiful. Probably the most beautiful shot of the entire movie. Mm-hmm. 
and it kind of sets the tone. It does that that very traditional, you know, Japanese, you know, style samurai film, you know, with with the silhouettes. You know, you don't see anybody that's you know, mm-hmm. and it's, that is there's a very nice, uh, nice homage to you know, the classic cinema. Yeah, uh, from back in the day in, in Japan, which I greatly appreciate. Yeah, yeah, and, and it, it was unnecessary. Mm, maybe like I think for, was, for what this movie is, uh-huh. it doesn't have to be artistic. Mm-hmm. It's a children mo- children's movie about Ninja Turtles. Well, yeah, <laughs> but still, it's not necessary. <laughs> I think they were trying to maybe do a somewhat a little bit more serious in a sense mm-hmm. um you know because the last one was had some serious elements to it but it was primarily kind of you know kind of goofy yeah um but not as goofy as like say you know the 80s cartoon right right yeah it, it this this movie did feel like it was trying to correct the skid yeah uh that the second movie was and and we talked about the second movie and and as you can go back and listen to that that podcast, I am not very fond of that second one. Mm-hmm. So I just assumed that my opinion of that would bleed over into this. I assumed that as well. Uh, but after watching it yesterday, it did. It definitely did not hit me like the second one did. Mm-hmm. This one I kind of appreciate. It has a very special place. <laughs> In my heart, like out of all these, I think maybe that's the one later on I watched. I think the most of really. I think just because um, rewatching it because I hadn't w- watched it in quite a while. I'm like, I was like, oh my god, I forget, it's like I forgot how funny this was. <laughs> and just those 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 beats were just you know really really mm-hmm. good. Yeah. Um, of course, you know you you start out of the gate, you know, with that opening, and then you know you get freaking zz top in your face yep training sequence the weapons are back yep there's no combat call cuts here folks Mm -hmm. get that from your local deli you can keep that yeah yeah and and they cut to the chase pretty fast it's raphael's immediately complaining what are we doing we're alone no one appreciates us we defeated the bad guy yeah what what's next Mm-hmm. Uh, which is that's a very Raphael thing to do. It is, and destroying things. Yeah, it's very Raph. A little too Raph. A little, <laughs> a little too Raph. <laughs> um, Corey Feldman is back as as the Donatello, and still sounded like he smoked way too much. I I feel, and I feel like his him being here is even less impactful than the first movie. Yeah. It's just a oh by the way yeah well you know how fond I am of the uh, the second voice actor in uh, the second film yeah uh, which I I I thought his voice fit Donnie way more mm-hmm. um, than than Corey um, but yeah you know and of course uh, Donnie Donnie got changed his voice acting got changed and then it came back to Corey and then the only ones to stay and not change were Leo and Michelangelo. Really? Mm-hmm. All throughout all three films, because we get three Raphaels. Three different... I didn't know that. Yep. Those voices are very close. Yeah, they did a really unless good job I of... Am, of uh, unless I'm completely mistaken. You're not allowed to be wrong on shellheads, Jeff. I'm not. Apparently not. <laughs> Leave the wrong stuff over on Reality Breached. Oh, yeah. Yep, three Raphs. Okay. Who are the three Raphs? So in the first one, it was... <laughs> I'm going to 
get the pronunciation wrong, Josh Pius Paris. Okay. Um, and then in the second one, uh, Raphael was voiced by Lori Faso. Okay. Um, and then in Turtles 3, Tim Keller. Wow. So all kind of like, well, the first one was very distinct. Turtles 2 and 3 sound very close. Like yeah. very, very close. Um, I think they were playing up the, the, the whole New Yorker yeah. like voice. Yeah. I think that's why it's so easily to blend it mm-hmm. because they were playing a caricature of a stereotype. Yeah. 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 So Leonardo and Michelangelo were uh, Brian Tucci and Robbie Rist. Oh, okay. You know. So let's go ahead and just talk about the 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 white elephant in the room. Is the big white elephant? Yeah, pink elephant. Pink elephant. Pink elephant. These costumes are significantly worse. They are. The heads are like bigger. Like they're, they, yeah, like they're, they they look like when you look to the side, they look a bit longer, I guess. To and and I had and so it's not Henson doing the right Henson's creature shop doing it this time. It's the All Effects Company, which I've never even heard of mm. until I was looking into it. I'm like the All Effects Company, um, but I will say that if you look closely, like the tone, like of the uh, the colors of the suits. Sometimes you can't see the connection, for yeah, the, for the for the for the mask with the shoulder joints and like and the others you could they were obviously noticeable because they were a darker green, yeah. So this kind of, this kind of like in certain scenes you can tell it really well and others others you can't, yeah. Um, which was fascinating and of course the mouth movements looked more robotic. And oh like, yeah, they were very herky jerky, like, like like they didn't have the right uh, setting, and they were just like rah, 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 rah. yeah 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 yeah. Where in those first two, you could completely buy them being actual living, breathing mm-hmm. mutant ninja turtles. Yeah, and because Henson, because Henson, yeah. In, in in this one, it was it didn't ruin it by any means, no. but it was noticeable. Yeah, uh, both in that. The you know the herky jerky face movements, but most importantly the eye slits. Yeah, the eye slits are huge. They are compared to the Henson uh, heads, uh, and once you see the eye slits, you can't unsee them. You can't. I didn't see them at all when I was a kid because I was a kid. And I was like, oh look at the turtles, yay! Yeah. But as an adult, I saw them and I can't unsee them. Yeah, and that and like you know the neck seams and that would have done been done away by today's standards with CGI. Yeah. Um, or just completely no suits at all, and just yeah. like a guy in a big uh, gray just, just suit like with dots little, and stuff all over, like big like, Shrek monsters. Yeah, uh, <laughs> we'll get to that. We'll we'll CG some Shrek monsters on much, these turtles' faces much later. Um, so 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 there's that there's that, and it's very easy to write off. Like when I talk to casual Ninja Turtle fans, mm. just like when I talk to casual Back to the Future fans. They very quickly write off the third films as trash. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, Back to the Future 3? Trash. It's a trash movie. Which is weird, because I love that movie. And it's... I understand that it may have been disappointing to people, because it was such a tonal shift. You know, you take the turtles that you have been conditioned to see in New York mm-hmm. and drop them in the middle of feudal Japan. There's going to be a tone shift. Yeah. Or a feudal shift. Uh, uh, 
And that doesn't mean that the movie you're watching is worse. It just means that you have to prepare yourself for a different movie. Yeah. And I, and as a kid, which a lot of these people were when, you know, when I have these discussions with them over the past 20 years, most of them saw the movie when they were a kid and they're like, what is this Japanese crap? Mm-hmm. I just want the turtles kicking butt. I want some cowabunga. I want some pizza. There's no pizza in Japan, mm-hmm. you know? So it's very easy to complain about this movie, but if you break it down, on like a 90s movie basis, which is what you have to do, it kind of stands up. It really does. Yeah. Like, I was I was very surprised. Because, um, like, you know, like you said, people pick it apart so much. I'm like, oh, this is, this is the worst Turtles movie ever. And I'm like, no. Because, like, again, my fondest memories of, of watching this, I, again, I think it was, I think I was dropped off watching it with my friend Kenny at the time. And of course, it came out in ninety ninety three, mm-hmm. and I'm trying to think what else came out around that time that kind of. Um, to the Google machine. To the Google machine. Um, I mean, it only made forty two point two million at the box office at the time. I mean, that's not too shabby. Well, there was also a lot of money to be made on the back end with like VHS sales. Oh yeah, because everyone I know had all three movies. Mm-hmm. Let's see. Popular 1993 movies are Jurassic Park. Yeah. The Fugitive. Schindler's List. Groundhog Day. Hocus Pocus. uh, Nightmare Before Christmas. Mrs. Doubtfire. What? So there's some decent movies from 93. Yeah. The Sandlot. Last Action Hero, Free Willy. Well, uh, Last Action Hero is debatable. I love Schwarzenegger, <laughs> but still, that was a flop. Adam's Family Values, Robin Hood Men in Tights, Ooh. Dazed and Confused, Ooh. Dennis the Menace, Coneheads. Dude, this might be, this is a really good movie. Yeah. Here. Wayne's World 2, Rookie oh of the Year. Excellent. Menace to Society. Okay. All Man, right. Hey. So it was easy. It was kind of like. I was I would say Turtles for Three was the UHF of its time because <laughs> it got lost in the shuffle. Still a fantastic, yeah, fun film. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, 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 yeah. Like like running down through my notes here. Uh, let's see, April. Paige wow. Turco is back. Wow, just all of Paige Turco is back. Yes. Looking like April a little bit from the comics and her mm-hmm. you know, in her coat and her uh, mm-hmm. leather coat and everything and she had the the, the, short, the, sh- hair. the short hair like in the TV I show didn't didn't expect that mm-hmm. you know we talked about April a lot in the first two movie podcasts and mm-hmm. and while I love what's Judith Ho- Judith Hogue yeah Paige Turco is my that's she's she's my April yeah in this movie she's feisty she's got some fun she goes back in time and immediately she's like yeah I'm a witch. <laughs> Where's my son? Yeah, I'm like, I'm, like, I'm going to melt your body or what is she saying? Yeah, like something. Liquify you in Liquid, the pudding. Yeah, or liquefy something, or something. something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just, just very aggressive, yeah. very, very feisty, you know? She, yeah. one, one thing I don't understand. Okay, so, so Donatello explains, because he knows physics apparently, oh, the- that when someone travels back in time, they have to be replaced by someone of equal equal mass. Yeah. And they swap clothes when they do. 
April swapped clothes, but kept her Walkman. Ooh. Time anomaly? I don't, I, I don't know. It just seemed really silly. Yeah. I guess anything you're ho- you have on your person at the time. But your clothes are on your person. Yeah. What was in her jacket? It was around her neck. That was some magic, like, freaking lightning stuff. I, I don't know. I don't know. I, I laughed out loud when I saw it. I was like, oh, convenient. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And that's how the Japanese invented the Walkman. That's, that's yeah, that's, that's where exactly Sony got it. exactly how yeah. that happens. <laughs> Uh, the we're introduced to the main villain villains uh, when when uh, April gets to feudal Japan, mm-hmm. uh, and they are Walker and the Damio Walker Texas Ranger. <laughs> no, uh, let's see what's his name Stuart Wilson. Yeah, as Walker. That's a tall dude. That's a tall dude. Really tall, and he plays the part really well. He does. Like evil British guy is a part that's it's it's kind of rote. Mm-hmm. But he plays it so well. Like I, I could totally see him playing that same character in like a serious Bruce Willis movie. Mm-hmm. Like if you told me he was the villain in Die Hard Three, I'd be like, okay, I got gotcha. you. I got it. Makes sense. Yeah. You know, I don't think he was, but yeah, he was very tan. Yeah. Yeah. For an Englishman. <laughs> hey, he's he's a pirate. Yeah. He's always on a boat. There's no sunscreen in feudal Japan. That's true. Uh, but my note is he was great. He was absolutely great, start to finish. He's a really good villain. Really good cast casting of him. Yeah. Uh, the Daimyo, 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 I don't know yeah, Daimyo, yeah. how to say that. Um, he was kind of a bad guy, but then not a bad guy. Yeah. So the, the story is, is more complex than it really needs to be, mm-hmm. which I appreciate. Kind of like, um, a, like a Romeo and Juliet type. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Dynamic. So when April goes back in time, she swaps bodies with the prince. Or the Ken, son, Prince Kenshin. Prince Kenshin, the son of the Damio, mm-hmm. uh, who, who is being like attacked or it, like there, there's a rebellion building against him mm-hmm. to overthrow his reign uh, by what's the girl's name? Mitsu. Mitsu. Mitsu? Yeah, Mi- Mitsu. Mitsu? Uh, Mitsu and Mitsu and Kenshin are in love with each other. Mm-hmm. And when Kenshin disappears, Mitsu's like, oh, no, where did he go? And it kind of breaks down the whole rebellion because you don't have the son of the the daimyo to help you take over the the castle. Well, April immediately gets thrown in jail for being a witch. The turtles figure out how to turn on the time scepter. With all, I gotta tell, I gotta, I gotta say, I have to interject that whole techno babble that Donnie was just. <laughs> it just hurt my head, like it was just, it was just bad. I just the cosine of the flangular, I'm like that's not a thing. I just, I completely appreciated the techno babble. Because it, it, some writer had to sit down with absolutely no science background and say. What sounds complex? Yeah. Or like, instead of saying, instead of saying salt, it's like, oh, sodium chloride. I'm like, you could have just said salt. <laughs> you don't have to just, we know you're smart. Yeah. You don't gotta. I know. No, I, I, yes. I was on the same page. I, th- I, I didn't hate it. I thought it was fun, but I, I, I definitely noticed. Yeah. yeah. Cause I was like, oh, and I was like, he could have watched Back to the Future and you know, whatever. But anyway, <laughs> some antics. Yep. Yep. 
Uh, before we go any farther, let's talk about Casey. Oh, God. All right. So, I have, I have beef. Oh, you have beef. I have, beef. I have no beef. I just no want to stay up front. Casey Jones is only in this movie because they wanted the other character. Mm-hmm. What's his name? Wit. Yeah. They wanted the actor that plays Casey, Elias Cotus, Cotus yeah. wanted him to play Wit. And thought it would be fun to have a counterpart on both sides. Yeah. That's the only reason we see Casey in this movie. Pretty much. Because other than that, he's kind of useless. Yeah. I, I would say wasted, in a, in a sense. Because his character kind of went really nowhere. Yeah. You know, but, I mean... Is that your beef? What's your beef? Pretty much. That's it. Okay. He was just baby <laughs> babysitter. Babysitter. Yeah. Uh, those guys were fun. <laughs> they were a lot of fun. It, like They reminded me, like, the uh, the Honor Guard's... Um, reminded me of um, was it the uh, the old SNL sketch with the samurai that it was a uh, oh uh, John Belushi John Belushi yeah, yeah. so I'm like oh, okay, that's a, that's, is, a, that's an old pull yeah. yeah well you know um but that was fun they were fun they were fun and 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 to to bring to bring the plot up to speed the turtles when they travel back in time their body is displaced by four honor guard that are big big Japanese dudes yeah. Who are theoretically as big as a full-grown turtle. Yeah, theoretically, yes. Yes. <laughs> Minus the shells. <laughs> yes. Uh, Casey's arrival was very understated. Mm-hmm. He was like, oh, by the way, Casey's here. We got backup. And then when they told him what his what his uh, his assignment was, he didn't complain. He was just like, it'd be an honor. Yeah, I got like, this. Oh. Yeah. All right. Well, there's a paycheck in it. Casey hanging out with a rat. Yay. Yeah, a very mm-hmm. poorly. Oh, dude. That oh, that splinter was uh, atrocious. With the weird, like, crumped up hands. That just creeped me out. It reminded me of Chuck E. Cheese. Like, if Chucky had, like, if Chuck's face had been melted off. <laughs> That's exactly <laughs> what splinter looked like. <laughs> very much like the splinter in the... Uh, Back to the back become uh, what's it called? That was an improvement. The the uh, oh, hell back to um, coming out of their shells. shells. Yeah. yeah. Um, that I, look, that looked better than this. Yeah. What on the flip side of the uh, the Casey reveal being so disappointing and boring? The reveal of the wit character on point. Yeah, because he has the beard and the shaved head. Even as a, the person watching the movie, you're like, is that the same guy? Yeah. Is that it? the same guy? Did Casey accidentally go back in time and lose his hair? Like, is he actually British? Like, what is going on now? Yeah. So, yeah, his reveal was really good because he was in a jail cell next to April. Yeah. So, so bravo. Good job on that. Yeah. I just want to spotlight real quick the shorts gag. Yeah. The shorts... <laughs> I was like, what are you doing? What are you doing, Mike? Why are you wearing those giant shorts? <laughs> like, yeah. I was like, don't. And I'm going to take this opportunity to point out the subtlety in a lot of the humor. Oh, yeah. Like, the humor in the second movie was overt, obnoxious, and just not well-placed. Mm-hmm. This movie is funny, but it's not trying to be funny. It's like, oh, by the way, here's a joke. Yeah. Hey, look at me. There's a joke. Oh, here's a joke. You know, it's yeah. it's it's, it's yeah. subtle, and there's no huge laughs like you you would see in the second and even parts of the first movie. Like he steals the movie. 
Michelangelo? Mikey really just steals That's the movie. his job. Yeah. Well, it's literally his job. We've it talked is. about this. It is, but more so in this. <laughs> yeah. Like, he is on point. He is. Absolutely. Yeah. And the shorts gag, I... I don't know why I love the shorts gag so much. It is a lot of, it is very enjoyable for him to have the foresight. <laughs> yeah. Like before that, he was like when, when, um, Kenshin gets there and like, how did you get in April's pants? <laughs> and, <laughs> and like that, like, wait, what just happened? Subtlety, subtlety. Jeff. Subtlety. Yes. And it's like little, you know, there's nice little touches. Yeah. You know, it's like, Hey kids, are you paying attention? As for the adults, <laughs> uh, it should be noted that the 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 time scepter that is in both the past and the future is based on the time scepter from the original Mirage comics. Uh, most specifically, issue eight. Yeah, issue eight. We just talked about it a couple yeah. episodes ago. Yeah, one uh, of our favorites. Yeah, with uh, Cerebus mm-hmm. and uh, Savante Romero and Renette. Renette. No sign of any of those characters here. Well, no, at all. Uh, April pulls the the time scepter out of a flea market. Out of a flea market. Yeah, maybe maybe Renette dropped it. Maybe I, I don't yeah. know. But she, the fact that that's in there was a nice little throwback. Exactly. Like, Ooh, exactly. Ooh, time scepter. You know, turtles in time. Yeah, and d- while watching this movie, it hit me like how lucky we are, me and you. Just personally, we're lucky mm-hmm. uh, because we're Ninja Turtle fans, and baked into the original run of the characters is not only ninja stuff and mutant stuff, mm-hmm. but also like intergalactic travel. Oh yeah, time travel, like uh, gang plots. Mm-hmm. Like it covers so much ground. Just the original text that everything is based on. That them going back in time makes complete sense to me it does it probably didn't as a, when i was a kid just because i was like why are they what what is huh i totally grasped it i guess because i was a big back to the future fan <laughs> well no uh, growing up it's know? not that i didn't grasp it it's just yeah. it did i don't know if i felt like it fit i totally did i think because i you know it, at that age your mind is still young and you're still developing and stuff so it, well you are much older than me jeff well <laughs> eh, <okay>. ah <laughs> sorry 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 not sorry uh blah blah um, schmick schmack. Um, that that's still like okay. So with with the eighties, growing up in the eighties and the nineties, you still have that childlike wonder and that kind of like that that whimsy. Mm-hmm. So it's like, oh, I don't. Oh, this what's happening next? Or like, well, you know, it's like, oh, I buy this. You know. Mm-hmm. So I think for me, the way my mind worked was like, okay, time travel. This okay. What you know? So I don't know. For me, I I totally bought it. Yeah. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, but as I said, we're we're just lucky. Yeah, you know, like if 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 next year Sony announced, oh, Spider Spider Man's going to be a conductor in his next movie. Oh, like where'd that come from? Yeah, there's. But if they say, oh, well, Spider Man's going to have clones in his next movie, we would all be stoked because we understand the origins of the character and that clones mm. have a huge backstory in the turtle. I stuff. get you. So going or, or in in the Spider Man stuff, I get you. So going in basically with no context of like from the comic or anything like that. Okay, I get. Yeah, you. yeah. Like yeah. with the context of the comic, this movie is actually pretty great. Great. Yeah. It's like, hey, they they did time travel in a Turtles movie. Live action. Live action, and it was cool. Yeah. Uh let's see. What's what's let's see what my next note is. 
Uh, oh, yeah, they didn't explain how the Time Scepter works in any way. Magic. Th- they didn't say there was an on button. They didn't say that there was, like, there's no, which, which, which makes the Time Scepter really dangerous. Because if you're just holding the thing and somebody at any point in time stumbles upon the on button, you're just going to disappear. Yeah. Like, that's kind of that's kind of scary. That's 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 terrifying. There's no 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 back button. Like somebody has to be sure. Mm-hmm. Like, hey, by the way, left my keys uh, somewhere. Yeah. Can you um, be sure to open that door when I at this point in time, please? Say, like, hey, um, can you tell me the remote? Oh yeah, let's, let me move this time scepter out of the way. You pick it up, and boom, you're in 1672. Uh, proper British in the middle of uh, France, just uh, like. The that, time that, scepter that is was, scary. That, that was not French. Whatever. Wee 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 wee. Ha 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 ha. We are French now. <laughs> I must just take a wee wee. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Without an explanation, it makes the time scepter frightening. Yeah. Which uh, which the story that it's coming from is kind of frightening too. Yeah, that too. Yeah. Yeah. So I I like that little little yeah. little, little, little bit of danger. You know. Okay. I've got beef. Do you want to hear it? Yes. Leonardo says, and I think it's Leonardo, I think I swallowed a frog. I hope it wasn't an ancestor. I thought it was Donatello. Was it Donatello? I think it was Donatello. That's even worse. Yeah. No, there was no way it was Donatello. It was Donatello. Okay, so we've backed up the tape. It was Donatello that said it. Yeah. Which makes this even worse. Yeah. Donatello wouldn't know that they're not amphibians and that frogs are amphibious and... Sorry, it's it's a long ongoing problem. Yeah. I hate when they call the turtles amphibians. Yeah, hate it. Noted. Yeah, and for and for a production that was under the 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 watchful eyes of Eastman and Laird to have that, yeah, it's a sin. Yeah, I'll give you that. Yeah, there was a lot of wet willies in this movie. <laughs> <laughs> Wet whatums, <laughs> <laughs> but not just any right. It's like big turtle finger, big turtle finger. Uh, with, with. Uh, just, uh, just so much, so much fun. A lot of, a lot of uh, pop culture references. Yes, you know, Schwarzenegger. You know, doing the whole lot. I'll be back. Mm-hmm. Um, references to Shogun. Yep, old TV series, I believe. Yeah. Um. Clint Eastwood. Clint Eastwood. Yes. Uh, that wasn't my favorite reference, though. My favorite reference was when when uh, April, fi- they finally get April out of prison, and uh, she rips the bottoms of her pants off, so she's wearing basically a skirt. Yeah. And uh, I think it was Michelangelo who was like, swing. No, no, no. It was, uh, um, no, wait. Oh, God. Uh, We're not backing the tape up on this one. <laughs> I think it was uh, no because Michelangelo was kidnapped. He had been uh, missing. Oh, action. that's right, that's right. It, so was, it was Don and Leo. Was, they were like swing, Legorama, swing. <laughs> <laughs> so that's you know that's that's that that's that's very nice. Yeah, you yeah. Know, she's like kind of flattered by it. Yeah, yeah, but he's just like, hey, this hot this turtle thinks I'm hot. It's, yeah. it's kind of weird, but yeah. um, but no, that that, that was like that as a kid. As a kid, you know, I'm what, it came out in, what, 93? Yeah. I was 10. Yeah. And I was like, whoa, it's a lady's legs. Yeah. Those are supposed to be hot. Yeah. You know, it's, it's, I know it's kind of creepy and weird, but 
when you're ten, puberty. Yeah, puberty's gonna hit, and you're you're just like, oh, oh, Paige Turco. Yeah, <laughs> this looks a lady. <laughs> it's a it's a lady. Yeah. Uh, let's see. You know what I noticed in this movie? I and I can't remember if this wasn't in the previous movies, but the turtles really leaned into them looking like monsters. Like there were multiple times in the movie where they revealed their face or they showed up and 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 they revealed their face in order to scare the person they were mm-hmm. approaching. Um well, and you you go to the well you fast forward to the the Batman Turtles movie where, you know, they were scared of Mikey. Yeah. When they got, cause I mean, it's like anything that's like, Oh, I'm not used to seeing this. I mean, I kind of get that. Yeah. Yeah. You know, well, like well, a it, mutant turtle, like this doesn't exist cause they stick to the shadows and all that other stuff, you know? Well, there's a difference between people automatically being scared of them and the turtles being like, I'm doing, going to do this to, to gain some sort of advantage. Yeah. You know, you think you're fighting a dude, takes off mask haha ha, look at me i'm a turtle run away in fear yeah. you know they do that multiple times in this movie and i i for some reason i just don't ever notice that happening outside of this movie yeah not really um you know a, apart from the turtles batman one um, yeah but yeah i mean because it's like because they're in that time period they're like oh monsters don't really exist except within legend mm-hmm. so i guess i could see that in that context yeah um but yeah that that's it 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 makes for some very enjoyable yeah moments especially with uh with niles niles not oh the, yes uh, the little, yeah the grunt guy wet mm-hmm. wattums i'm like wet willy <laughs> it's wet willy time mo oh three stooges was mentioned too i was like it was just a whole adam's family just mm-hmm. a just a big melting pot of pop culture yep yep which was just uh which you know my, my you you know my uh my stance on that yeah. it's entertaining but ultimately if you want your movie to be timeless you don't include pop culture references. Yeah, yeah, but a lot of that stuff's coming back. Adam's doesn't, fa- doesn't matter. New Adam's family. None of that matters. Around, None of that matters. Some some antics. Yeah, whatever. Yeah. Uh, one thing that I noticed throughout the movie is the turtles. They show growth. Uh, whether it be like Michelangelo actually showing feelings for a person. Yeah. Or Raphael, uh, an affinity to you know. Raising children, uh, teaching children things, being a, being a teacher, like we don't see much of that in the previous movies, we if don't. any. We don't. So it, it's almost like this, the latter teen Nage Mutant Ninja Turtles, like, yeah, like they're, they're eighteen, nineteen years old. <laughs> yeah, they're and you know, it's, and it's 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 refreshing to see that, especially for that that time of you know, because films don't normally focus on that like we talked about like with the spider-man films like you know he's different in civil war as he is from you know the other films yeah yeah so there is that that tremendous growth um and which is which was very nice to see it was yeah yeah and it's something that my childhood brain had completely blocked out yeah i forgot that michelangelo wanted to stay because of a girl yeah you know and then like raf wanted to stay because you know they are accepted there and you Mm -hmm. know and so that was that was also you look at it, you know, them growing up being outcast their entire lives and being completely accepted by these people. Yep. You know, which was, which was, it, it, it's, uh, it's touching. Yeah. Well, 
it is touching until you realize that Michelangelo had to risk his life yeah. to gain acceptance amongst these people yeah. by saving a child. But, you know, you do what you have to, yeah. I guess. And then Leo bringing yeah child back to life. True, true. And Donnie's just there. <laughs> um, flashback to, to the, uh, the Japanese guys in New York. Mm-hmm. The... They are the comic relief. They are. In a big way. There's some really good fish-out-of-water gags. Mm-hmm. And as much as I hate to say I enjoyed them, I really enjoyed them. I did, too. Yeah. Junk food. Ju- yeah, junk food, the arcade, the, yeah, when, he, just, when he turned on hockey and then afterwards tried to teach them hockey. Yeah. And he was like, well, do what you did on what you saw on the TV. And they just started beating the crap out of each other. Yeah. That was a nice touch. Yeah. That's, like, that's, a, good, that's a good gag. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, let's see. So let's let's catch up on the plot now. Turtles break out April, uh, but Michelangelo's missing with the time scepter because his horse, because when he teleported, he teleported on the horse backwards. Yeah. So after they find April, they now have to find Michelangelo. Mm-hmm. They end up going to the uh, to the village with the rebels and save the rebels from the main bad guy who was trying to burn down the village uh, by scaring the the main bad guy and his pirates away. And they save the child who's in the the fire, gain the respect of the people in the village. Uh, But before that, they fight them. Yes. Because they think they're the Damio's honor guards. Right. And there's some pretty sweet shots of the face that Donnie got in with the bow stuff. I was like, Ooh, that's going to leave a mark. That's actually another note on my in in my little list here is the fighting is better. It is. There's there's more it, of it I think in, than it was in the first uh, the first two films. Definitely more than the second. I don't know about the yeah. first, yeah. but it's better fighting than the second one and more of it. Yeah, uh, I'm still like like it's not a Jackie Chan movie or anything. No, but Golden Harvest, you know them being those stunt guys. Mm-hmm. You know they they know what they're doing. Yeah. Um, yeah, yes, I I enjoyed a lot of. I think that's probably why I watched this. I think the most. Oh, okay. Uh, on VHS and you know, and subsequent you know viewing because, yeah, yeah. If, you can't really make a movie about Japanese samurai crap and not have a lot of fighting. True. You know, because then you just wouldn't be being true to the the era and the yeah. characters. Which um, another thing too is like all Japanese cast, or at least you know Japanese that's true. American, which is like. By today's standards, you know, they just kind of glaze over that. I'm yeah, like, there's, there's, there's no whitewashing. Yeah. There's not like a white dummy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Which would have been really funny. Yeah. If like Anthony Hopkins was the dummy. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Acting would be quality. <laughs> you know, because, you know, back in the day, that's what they used to do. Because, you know. I've seen Short Circuit. Yeah. I know all about that. Totally did not know that dude was not. Mm-hmm. Like, it was like... Fisher Stevens is oh a my white dude. God! Yeah. They made him so tan. Uh, let's see. The the scepter changes hands a few times. It gets hidden underneath a house, and the turtles get it, and then it was stolen by... Hot the, potato. Yeah, hot potato. Like the, It's the slippery MacGuffin. Yes. Yeah. So, and that's fine. It's a kid's movie. Yeah. A slippery MacGuffin is just funny, and it works. Um, are you ready to move on to the, like the big climactic final scene? I believe so. Yes. Okay. Um, I have notes here. Just climbing claws with an exclamation point. Yeah. 
That was a very nice touch. Yeah, I was like, oh, look at that. Look at that. They didn't even have to explain them this time. Nope. Where'd they get them? <laughs> Who? <laughs> Japan. Yeah. Well, if you notice, too, like, they probably had some more pouches, I think, on their belts, and, like, Mikey had proper holsters on the side for his chucks, uh-huh. which was cool. Kind of before that, though, I do want to get into my, my fav- one of my favorite parts is when they finally find Michelangelo. Okay. <laughs> You've got Walker's men just searching, you know, the village. And it's like, <laughs> they open the door and they find him. And it's like, your majesty. <laughs> just comes out, my heroes. Give me a kiss. <laughs> <laughs> it just freaks him out. And like that just stands out to me. It's just one of my most favorite moments of this movie. Because it's just like, just... Freaking out proper British people. I mean, not even proper British people. These were pirates. Yeah. But just like they're expecting one thing and get something else. He's like, <laughs> and then Walker shows up and is like, Clint Eastwood? Yeah. Yeah. You're right. Mikey is really good in this movie. He's very, very He's good. He's like, very he good in this on movie. Point. And just, I think it, it might have been this film that cemented him as my favorite. Ooh. We're hanging a lot of responsibility on this film. We are. Okay, now we can get into the <laughs> okay the, the uh, final when like the wit heel turn at the end. I forgot that happened. Yeah, until I watched it yesterday, I was like, "Oh, that's right. He does. He is like a a spy and just roughneck for 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 Walker." Yeah, and it was it was completely obvious that he was going to turn back. Mm-hmm. You know. Um, but that's not something you see in a lot of kids' movies because not. it's not easy for a proper child to understand that. Oh, you mean this guy's a bad guy now? I thought he was a good guy. Yeah. So, so that's cool. That's cool. Yeah. The writing was was surprisingly. Um, it, they didn't dumb it down. No, they didn't for the audience. Which... They didn't feel like they had to over-explain anything either. My note here is there's a lot of story. No time for dumb jokes. No, the the jokes were like as we stated. Or as you stated, the jokes were very well placed. Yes, yes, they didn't go out of their way to tell any; they just kind of flowed naturally. Yeah, and that's that's. I think that's the way it should be. Because yeah. I think in the first film, that's how it did. <laughs> uh, let's see. Oh, there was a really good fight at the end between Leo and the Damio. Oh yeah, it was very nice. Yeah, like actual sword play. Mm-hmm. Something I had we seen we we saw that with the Shredder a little bit. Yeah, that fight scene was was great, but it was you know it was a bit choppy. In right. the sense of uh, <laughs> no pun intended, but like this was kind of more like it's right here, mm-hmm. you know. But uh, yeah, it was it was it was pretty nice. And then in before them taking out more of the guards, mm-hmm. you know, uh, which was 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 really nice. But I'll I'll give it up to Donnie. Donnie got some nice shots in with Bo Staff. <laughs> like you could just feel, you know, that. And then I've got beef. Oh, okay. The 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 adding in of the goofy sound effects. Boink. Yeah, they did that in <laughs> in the German cut uh-huh. of the first film, and I just I I did not like that. The second movie had some of that. It did, yeah. but not nearly as much as that. You know, I was like, oh come on, you know, you didn't need cartoon sound effects, and back, they didn't have those in Japan back in the day. <laughs> it's like where'd you find that slide whistle? Yeah, <laughs> you know. Um, but yeah, that's, that's, you know, that's yeah. one little nitpick. We haven't mentioned the fact that Walker's whole, like his whole thing is he, 
he's trying to sell the Japanese guns. Mm-hmm. And he's, he's claiming that if you buy these guns from me, you can destroy these demons with them just like that. Mm-hmm. Because they're gunpowder and they're guns. It's yeah. the wave of the future. Mm-hmm. Forget all the samurai stuff. Mm-hmm. And the Damio was very... Uh, Apprehensive, apprehensive, hesitant. Yeah. He did not want to do that. That's not what he's there for. He's he's a samurai guy. I don't need guns. Honor tradition. Honor tradition. Exactly. Um, by the end of the movie, the Damio's like, "We need to crush these rebels, and we're scared of the demons. I will buy your guns for your gold, or here's the gold. I need your guns. Whatever." Yeah. <laughs> My next note is: the story really isn't isn't about the turtles at all. It's not at all, and. I'm going to, I'm going to go back to us being super lucky. Like the turtles have a history of going on adventures that have nothing to do with them. Mm -hmm. They often are innocent bystanders who get sucked into all of these things. And they're like, well, it's convenient that we're ninjas because we're screwed if we're not. That's kind of what the, uh, issue eight was, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Because of that, they're able to go on all kinds of unrelated adventures Mm -hmm that we wouldn't be able to see otherwise. Like to the video store. Because no. otherwise, we, 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 we are hermits that live in a sewer. Mm-hmm. How adventurous can that become? Yeah. Well, we see exactly how. That's, that pretty much does it for my notes. Yeah, I mean, that was a pretty big standoff, like Final Fight, though. Yes, yes. With Damio and, and Walker. Yeah, and, 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 and at the end, there was the, the whole, are they going to stay back, are they not going to stay back? And then Michelangelo gets gets left for like a second and a half and then yeah. they swap and I'm going to completely erase all of that. The climax of the movie is kind of a false climax. Yeah. Because when you do the transportation, like th- using the, the, the scepter, it's the not teleportation. like teleportation. Yeah. Teleportation, whatever. It's not like the scepter disappears. Mm. So like you teleport three of them. Oh, we still have a fourth dude here. Let's just teleport him too. Mm-hmm. You know, it's it's ironically, the turtles could literally go on vacation in Japan, in feudal Japan, if they wanted to. Oh yeah, because they still have the time scepter. They know how to use it. Well, actually, there's something I noticed that I that I'd never noticed before. Mm-hmm. It was destroyed. The time scepter when he comes down, when he walks, uh, when he climbs down the ladder. It looks like all black and burned and like destroyed. I did not notice that. Yeah. Hmm. They didn't talk about it. No, they didn't talk about it at all. I was like, the time scepter is in Turtles Four or in in TMNT. Yeah. But it's never spoken of again. Maybe it was a deleted scene or something. Maybe. I mean, I could probably reach out and find out. But yeah, I don't know. But I I think I kind of noticed that. But yeah, yeah, it's 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 a false climax, which is fine. Yeah. It's it's the the best you're going to do with the fiction that they built mm-hmm. uh, in in the world. But it works, like it works, like the bad guy gets his due, you know. Uh, the, his comeuppance, his comeuppance, yeah, come the the, uh, the the Romeo and Ju- the Romeo and Juliet <laughs> storyline doesn't end with both of them dying, so that's cool. That is also a nice plus because you know, kids movie. Yeah, yeah. Uh, what's Kinchin? Yeah, he comes yeah. back. You know, he's able to. To, to, to bring peace to the land because of his return. Mm-hmm. Um, which, again, is the conclusion of not a Ninja Turtles uh, story. Yeah. The Ninja Turtles are background characters in their own movie. It's crazy. It is crazy. Uh, I, have one, I, no, I, I have one more note. And it's the dumbest note. <laughs> <laughs> oh, 
I don't. There's one. There's a song in this movie and during the credits that I don't know if it was ever actually a hit song or if I only know it from this movie. Mm. But it's Tarzan Boy by Baltimore. Oh, yeah. And it's that song. It's all like oh. I vaguely remember it not being played on the radio, to my knowledge. And I, I want to say it's a hit. I want to say there was a hit, yeah. but I can't remember. It probably yeah. wasn't. I thought it was Yaka Kid, which we haven't heard of, heard about in like forever. Oh, no. It was the first one, yeah. I don't know oh, no. I, 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 I used my Shazam. Yeah. I was like, I want to know who this is. Yeah. Because <laughs> that song is so dumb and awesome. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, I do have a nugget. Ooh, a nugget. So, you know, they would change some of the uh, the suit actors and stuff, and some would stay the same. But this time, uh, Raphael's just his regular suit actor, not the fight choreography and stuff, was done by none other than Matt Hill. Who's Matt Hill? Matt Hill is voice actor extraordinaire. Oh. Um, he did the voice of Captain N, the Game Master. Oh, okay, okay. Wait, let me, let me make sure I understand this. Okay. You're telling me that a voice actor... Did the suit acting, but not the voice acting? Correct. That's amazing. That like that's just as like backwards as Bradley Cooper doing the voice of Rocket Raccoon. Yeah. You know. Yeah. You have one of the most attractive men in Hollywood voicing a, a raccoon with a voice that's not even his own. Right. So. Well, I mean, if I if I had because his schedule is usually kind of spotty and stuff, so if I'd had time to ask him, I'm like, hey. How'd this happen? <laughs> that might be a nugget for next time. I'm like, how'd this happen? And get yeah. an answer and see. Because I'm legit curious. Because it might have been, it might have been shot in Canada. It's possible. Because he's a Canadian actor, and he's yeah. up there, and he works, you know, uh, with a lot of the uh, the local voice actors up there. So I'm, you know, fifty fifty on that. They did a really good job of making it look not Canada, if that's the case. Yeah. <laughs> because like, there's mountains, and it, it looks. It looks like Japan. Yeah. Like all of the sets all look like something you would see in Japan. Yeah. At least the my version of like, you know, westernized 16th century or 17th century Japan. It was 16. It was 1603, which would be the 17th century. Yeah. No. Yeah. But yeah, I, I couldn't imagine him like going to Japan. Like, oh, well, just, you know. I'm going to fly over there to sweat all day in a suit. Pretty much. Yeah. So Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 3. Which, oddly enough, has been, like, retroactively subtitled, Turtles in Time. Yeah. Like, if you buy it on DVD now, it's labeled Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 3, Turtles in Time. Mm-hmm. That's not the name of it. No. You know, that, 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 that's, the, <laughs> they, uh, they A New Hoped It is what they did. Pretty much. Which is fine. Yeah. I was surprised at how much I liked it, and I think if, if I'm, if we're going, okay, I'm, I'm gonna make a make a how I'm, many how many how many pizza slices how many pizza slices yes yeah. uh, three out of five ooh I'm gonna give it four ooh just because okay. I I enjoy the shell out of this movie okay okay uh, now mind you I would give the the second movie one out of five and the first movie like probably four or five out of five I'd give the first movie five and I give the second one three yeah like. You're a little kinder than I am to I that am. second movie. I but. Am. Warm fuzzies. That's, that's warm and fuzzies. Warm fuzzies. This movie was better than it had to be. Mm-hmm. It's underrated. Absolutely underrated. It 
and critically forgotten. Yeah. It, it does not deserve the hate that it gets. True. Mainly, I think, mainly because of the, the animatronics. I think, like, I don't, don't let that deter you. I, you know. I, I am comfortable saying that's not the case. Yeah. It, gets, it gets the heat because it's a time travel story. Mm-hmm. And it is so different from what the Turtles were in 1992 or 1993 or whatever year this was, mm-hmm. that it was hard for the people to swallow it at that time. It was hard for me to swallow at the time. Yeah. I was like, why are they hanging out in Japan? Yeah. Why? I don't want to watch this. Mm-hmm. But 30 years or, you know, later, 20 years later, I can look at it and say, you know what? This is actually really good if you just look at it for what it is. Yeah. Have some, order some pepperoni pizza, folks. Mm-hmm. Enjoy your favorite, uh, you know, carbonated beverage soda soda get yourself a soda and uh and watch it give it another chance yeah yeah if, if you're a turtles fan you you kind of owe it to yourself to watch this third movie again yeah i can totally see the filmmakers making this movie standing behind it and saying we made a movie that is more like the comic book than the one before it yeah you know this movie is truer to the source material than Secret of the Use. Yeah. Which you couldn't have convinced nineteen you know, what ten year old me of that. Yeah. Ever. Ever. So that's why it gets the heat in my in, in my mind. It does. Yeah, I, I can uh, I can agree with that. But the animatronics do deserve all of the Yeah. All of the, the criticism. Why do they have spots now? Like why do they have really big spots? Aging? Like, you get spots when you get old. They're still teenagers. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. That was really weird. That was weird. Gave us weird movie figures, too. Oh, those things had really big, weird heads. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, we didn't get movie one or movie two figures, to my knowledge. We didn't get one. Um, We we got movie star turtles that weren't released with the movie, but were released later. Yeah. Yeah. Well, what is our next episode? Ooh. Do you know? I do not know. I looked it up earlier today and then immediately forgot. Oh. Okay. We're currently recording episode 18. Episode 19. Oh, we're going back to the Fred Wolf cartoon. Hey. Uh, we're diving back into the original cartoon, season three. Uh, we're going to call this season three, part one, uh, where we cover 301 through 312. And uh, the numbers on that might change. I got to go back through the season and see how many episodes there are because there's like what 40 something episodes so I, I i might ask you to watch a bunch more it's a chunk it's a chunk yeah. and then after that we have the 20th episode which we'll talk about Raphael. and then we have some really exciting episodes after that Ooh. coming up in episodes 21 22 23 24 not in this order we're going to kick off our coverage on the nickelodeon show mm-hmm. we're going to kick off our coverage on the idw comic Ooh, i'm very excited yeah, yeah. Uh, we're going to read some more Mirage comics, and we're going to do some more for kids. Two K three. That's good. Yeah, it's always a good time. Uh, we're going to finish up season one of Two K three very soon. <laughs> Tune in next time, uh, Jeff. Where can we find you? As always, Sergio, you can find me at the Warp Zone Arcade, uh, located in the Brandon Crossgates area, right down from the Kroger. Ooh. Um, you know we've got four hundred plus games. Um, Lots of Neo Geo goodness, mm-hmm. uh, which we've uh, been uh, ramping up lately. Um, 
birthday parties. We do, you know, we do birthday parties, uh, tournaments. Uh, got another Smash Brothers tournament coming up. Uh, that's a bi-weekly thing. Um, Those things are hopping. They are. They, they really are. are. They are. And I'm glad we started doing them so frequently. Um, and uh, special events. And we're working on some more stuff that we want to, you know, kind of round the place out and do more things than just mm-hmm. uh, video games. Um, yep. So um, stay tuned for that. Awesome. Uh, well, please, please come see us. I'm Sergio. I'm from uh, Reality Breached. Uh, but you probably knew that already because uh, that's probably where you found this. We are the podcast network that has the Reality Breach podcast, uh, Shellheads. We've got Tux, which is the unapologetic experience, Dead Scene Kids, the Black Pocket podcast, all of them, different variations of Nerdcast. One's a music cast. They're just kind of all over the place. We cover sports. On Reality Breached, we're about to drop, or we actually just dropped, the Keanu Sans. Oh, yes. The first half of the Keanu Sans. Whoa. That uh, our, our Shellhead here, Jeff. I uh, had the pleasure of, of helping us to do where we talked about Keanu Reeves for like three and a half hours. Yeah. Those podcasts are awesome, by the way. They're edited and ready to go. They're awesome. Ooh, I'm excited. So so check it out, realitybreach.com, or we're on all major podcast platforms such as Apple Podcasts, uh, Stitcher, Spotify, Google Play. You know where to find podcasts. And that's it. Another one on the books. Yes. Tune in next time. I'm Sergio. I'm Jeff. And we're Shellheads. miss an episode of the Shellheads podcast, visit realitybreach.com or subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, or anywhere you get your podcasts.